Canadian story. Why is that Canadian story? Because. All right. What did we watch? Monsters, Inc. Were you going to say Finding Nemo? Sure was. <laughs> Are you going to get any closer to the microphone? No, but you didn't. I, I wasn't ready to start yet. Why weren't you ready to start yet? What were you looking up? What? Why are you looking at me? What's the look? What's the looking? They're still looking. What's happening with that? Can you explain the circumstances that we are currently in? We just finished a movie and you... Oh, I know. Never mind. Would you like to do that first? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to pause audio capture. Thank you. Resuming audio capture. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. What did we watch? (laughs) Monsters, Inc. Okay, got it this time. So, what happened in this movie? Why are you speaking so strangely? That's how I speak. Oh my gosh. Um, it starts with a child's bedroom and it's a scare tutorial and the monsters aren't good at it. That monster is not good at it. Yeah. And then it's just exposition chunk. There were two chunks of redundant exposition in the beginning. What did it say? Where the guy, the corporate guy, was explaining why they need to scare children to get power. And then it like it does it again. It explains the exact same thing again right after that. And then in the it, news in the in the yeah like in the, in the commercial. Um, commercial right. And then Sully's like, oh, we shouldn't take the car. We should walk because there's a energy crisis. And then it shows a a newspaper that says rolling blackouts, oh. energy crisis. So it's redundant exposition. Okay. Maybe it's for the idiot kids watching it, but still, it's redundant. But what happens? So then we jump to Sully waking up to Mike Wazowski's news report, and then he works out and shows that he's strong and gets ready, and then they walk to work. Because he's about to break the record or something? He, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's what they were talking about. Yeah. Okay, so then they walk to work. And then it's scare floor time, and he's in competition with Steve Buscemi, and so- Sully wins, and <laughs> Steve Buscemi's not having it. Uh, so the way it works is uh, when the kids are scared, the more scared, the more power they get, and they use power to power their whole civilization. Correct. So... So Sully is a better scarer than... Steve Buscemi. Randall. Steve Buscemi, yeah. Yeah. And so Randall has to cheat and... You're out of your element, Donnie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> Were you waiting for that? Yeah. Yeah, so he has to cheat and... Have they done a lot of movies together? I don't know. That's the only one I can think of off the top of my head they do together. Oh. So Randall was cheating by going back at night. Correct. To, but, he, well, we thought he was cheating, but that's not actually what he was doing. Yeah. So, also, you know, they set up the thing with Mike Wazowski not turning in his paperwork and... So then that's why Sully has to go back because Mike Wazowski has a date. And right. With Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Thank you. Is that really true? I don't know. Is it? I think so. Okay. What else do they do? And then that's why Sully is back in there and sees the door and opens it to see who's in there scaring after hours. And while he has it open, Boo comes out into the monster land. And she's an incredible ninja. <laughs> yeah. For the duration of the film, she's an incredible ninja. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is inexplicably incredible at being <laughs> at her ninja skills. And was she like two or something? Uh, about that, probably. So I don't know where that came from, but yeah, she absolutely is. And <laughs> I don't know. Two-year-olds could be pretty uh, crafty. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah. But what happens after... The, oh, so this is just... Uh, Sully's just trying to find her and, and get her back in the door, but it never works out. And then they have three moments, too, uh, when Randall... We haven't even got there yet, but I know what you're going to say. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. We haven't gotten to moment one yet, have we? Yeah, we have, because he hides behind the thing when he's trying to take the girl back. Oh, yeah. And okay. the door goes up, and he's totally exposed. Right. And then you think Randall's going to turn around, but he just sneezes and keeps going. Correct. Yeah, so they do that three times. I know. I was so annoyed. <laughs> so, Sully goes and puts all the human stuff in the locker of the guy that was already contaminated once, ironically. Yeah. Stupidly. I don't know. And takes... Boo in a bag to the sushi restaurant where Mike Wazowski is on his date. Right. But he does that after Randall yeah. doesn't find him. Yeah. And at the sushi restaurants where she's, she, everybody sees her, everybody mm-hmm. freaks out and it makes news. Yeah. And the picture happened to catch Mike Wazowski. In it as well. Yeah. So then they get her back to their house and they're trying to figure out what to do with her. And they end up finding out that when she laughs, the power surges. Yeah. Because Mike Wazowski gets hurt, and I don't, I don't like that they do this so early. Like you obviously know that's going to be the denouement. Is that they're just going to be like, oh, let's make him laugh instead? Yeah, I kind of wish they would have just waited, right? And it would have just been a spontaneous thing later that they figured out. And but, agreed. But yeah, so you you expect that from that point point in the apartment when they're doing that stuff and they're like scared of her still and figuring out that she's not actually scary. Yeah, and then. They go back. They they're just trying to take her back. They dress her up in in the chair. Yeah, because well, Sully Sully starts having a soft spot for her when he puts her to bed. Right. So and she's he sees that she's scared of Randall, which she's a two year old. She has some solid drawing skills. Does she? Yeah. <laughs> I would not have known. She's probably a savant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's a ninja too, so yeah. that makes sense. Oh. Should she be able to talk at this point? No. Oh, okay. But she's. That's about right. There's the words that she Okay, said. yeah, that's probably good for the mic. Ah! <laughs> Don't noise at me. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, one or two words. Kitty. I mean, Mike Wazowski's a little much, but... Yeah, that's pretty complicated. Yeah. So they take her back to the Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. headquarters mm-hmm. and try to find her door. And I felt like this whole sequence went on for way too long. Yeah. Just like she just kept getting away and they kept looking for her and she was doing stuff. And I don't know. I just... I, didn't enjoy the sequence. Agreed. Felt like they were just padding it out. Because they barely made an hour and hour 30. Yeah. And then, you know, the time where Sully thought she was in the trash and she, he watches well, her go through the whole compactor and then at the end stops the whole conveyor belt yeah. to take her off. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't make, doesn't make sense. So, yeah, this just feels like padding out. And then what happens after this? That's when... Mike Wazowski gets the information from Randall that the door will be there for a half an hour. Oh, and Randall finds out that Mike Wazowski was involved. Oh, he finds out Mike Wazowski was involved and then he gets the information from Randall. Yeah, he finds out because the girlfriend throws a fit about being left at the sushi restaurant. Right. And then, so they go to the door, Sully finds the girl, they go to the door to put her back in her room. Mm -hmm. But Sully's like, no, I instinctively don't want to do that because Randall's shady. Yeah. And then Mike Wazowski goes in there and Randall doesn't recognize that it's yeah. a green ball instead of a tiny eight, a two-year-old girl. Correct. And so he grabs him, throws him in a thing, and goes away. This is the second time. 
Well, this is the third time because we oh. missed the one in the restroom where they're Oh, right, pounding. when he's hitting all the doors. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So this is the third time and he like pops up right next to him and then gets distracted and yeah. goes away. Right. But so he takes Mike Wazowski back and he has some kind of torture machine, which doesn't really seem like a torture machine because it's just going to get capture the screams. But look what it did to his little crony guy. What did it do to his crony? Sucked all the color out of him and puffed up his lips. Pretty sure that wouldn't be very <laughs> healthy for a kid. I, don't, I guess. Sure. It's not exactly waterboarding, but fine. Yeah, it would be uncomfortable. <laughs> Anyway, so, then, so we find out the plan that he's going to kidnap kids and, and make them scream so they can get more power. Right. And Mike Wazowski gets, he just escapes? No, Sully, Sully gets him out. Him? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's when they put the crony in the machine instead. Sully goes and unplugs it and then Randall goes and fi- follows the plug and right. then saves Mike Wazowski and they get out of there. And then they go and they, they're they going to go tell the big boss in the training area and... In the training area, the big boss makes Sully show them what real monster, a, a top quality monster, does. And in the inter- in the and in doing that, Sully scares Boo, so Boo runs away. Right. So this is supposed to be a character moment for Sully because he's like, "Oh, I don't want to scare Boo, and I've been scaring kids. Yeah. So I, I'm the best one. So I've traumatized four thousand kids, but now I'm worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that's when they reveal that the big boss is the bad ultimate bad guy, and yeah, which is pretty expected. Mm-hmm. And then the big boss <laughs> earlier in the movie you said something about the bad guy doing something and i was like we haven't even met him yet really yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but so he pushes him through the pushes him and mike wazowski through the door yeah. in the himalayas where the yeti is correct and to try to exile him but exile is completely meaningless because they could just go find a door anywhere correct and get back so, I mean, it was very convenient that this monster that had been attacked by humans multiple times was just going to open up a door in Nepal, like, out of all places. Yeah, yeah. So, that was convenient. And Soli just happened to be there at the time that it was opening. Um, and so, sends them through... The abominable, the- sm- abominable snowman offers them yellow snow. Yeah, is that a funny joke? There were a couple of funny jokes throughout. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was some good stuff in there, but yeah, so Sully gets back and saves the girl by breaking the machine. Correct. And then and throws the machine and the crony and the big boss get locked against the wall and then Randall is beating him up, but he can't see. And Mike Wazowski shows up and throws snowballs at him. And Yeah, so he beats up Randall and they, then they throw Randall into a door. And I did laugh when it says, I'm being attacked. <laughs> Mike Wazowski's not, I'm not attacking you. <laughs> I heard you laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they throw up through the door, which is meaningless again, because he could just find another door to come back. Yep. So what's the... But they had the whole door sequence that was long as hell. Yeah. It was, again, more padding where they're just going through this door and that door. And, oh, the door's right up there, but we're going to go through another door that puts us on the conveyor belt again. And Yeah, just... Uh, and the doors all happen to be in places that were convenient right. for the plot. And just that was really artificial. There were a number of artificial things. And then... I did laugh when Mike was out. He was on the commercial and was got covered up by the yeah, monster's yeah, symbol. I heard that too. <laughs> I didn't laugh when it was on the magazine at the end, though, because that was oh, just expected. Yeah, too expected. But then, uh, so they they do what? They thwart something. Oh, they put him in the training room, and then yeah. the guy, the corporate guy, reveals his plan. Correct. Because he has been outsmarted. And everybody hears that he just wants to kidnap children, uh, and they're like, oh, you can't do that, so... So then the CD, whatever, CDA, puts him in jail, but 
I don't understand their authority on that. Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess they're a federal entity, and he's just the corporate? child detection agency. <laughs> so you don't so think they have the authority to arrest people? I wouldn't think so. Unless they're contaminated with children. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Right. Well, I guess we don't know the bureaucracy of of the monster world. So I guess because then Roz comes and she's the leader of the CDA, and she's like, "You almost blew our." Oh right, she's undercover. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then it's just oh, and all this end part was more padding that. I didn't care about. Yeah. Like that he, it's fine. They figure out, oh, let's make him laugh instead. And then they show that. And, and then he's like, oh, I rebuilt the door so you can go see him. And we didn't even talk about that they shredded the door so she couldn't be seen again. So, right. They shredded it and then rebuilt it. Yeah. It was like, all right. And that's the end. That's the end. And I, I don't know. Like, obviously we'll break it down when we break it down. But that was that. That was Monsters, Inc. What's it going against? Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Did you know Alice in Wonderland is only an hour and 15 minutes? Are you saying you want to watch it tonight? No, I'm not saying that, but it's it's only an hour and 15 minutes. So anything else on this one? I thought Boo was super cute. Yeah, Boo was really cute. The voice acting was all good all around. Yeah. Because uh, it was Martin Sheen and John Goodman. Okay. Is that who it was? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? It was Billy Crystal. Oh. Was Billy Crystal was playing uh, Mike Wazowski. Not Martin Sheen. Do you not even know who Martin Sheen is? I do know who Martin Sheen is. All right. But anyway, so, yeah, the voice acting was good all around. Yeah. And it, the premise was great. You know, they, they really kind of built in, you know, they structured the premise well. It was just there's not enough for a movie there. Yeah. You know, it was more like a short would have made sense. Yeah. What are you doing? Just looking up. Bob Peterson was Roz. <laughs> Frank Oz was Fungus. I don't even know who that is. Are you done? Yeah, I think so. Okay, next one. I don't remember if any of them were good. They just started. But I almost took more steps today than I did yesterday when we went to the zoo. Why? Because I was packing up my classroom. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, what did we watch? Alice in Wonderland. Is that what we watched? Mm, yes, for the most part. And what happened in Alice in Wonderland? A lot of crazy nonsense. Um, I think it's picking up the fan. <laughs> oh, I forgot that we need to turn that off. Would you mind? Mind? <coughs> <coughs> The zoo type. Or as Elaine would say, you are so good looking. Yeah? Yeah. What did you get on your shirt? Uh, I think chocolate. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah? We watched it. Yeah, we did. How did it start? Um, She's trying to well, tutor? Nanny? Sister? Somebody's trying to teach her, and she's not having it. But not her mother? Couldn't be her mother? No. Okay. It's definitely not her mother. I think it's she, didn't she at some point say her sister? No. Okay, not when she was talking to the caterpillar or something? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know either. But, yeah, and then she goes off to sing about her nonsense land. Right, and she's, uh, like, wistfully and wishfully thinking, uh, singing about it. I always wanted to lay in flowers like she does. Yeah? Yeah. You look nice? Yeah, it was always so nice, but now I think I would die if I did that. It's possible. And Probably. almond flowers? Yeah. <laughs> Almonds grow on trees. <laughs> Uh, and Dinah's there. Yeah. Don't forget Dinah. I ran through a field of flowers once, and my legs, Your legs welted what? up. 
It was disgusting. That's gross. Yeah. I like Dinah a lot. You do? Yeah. There's not a whole lot to Dinah. Yeah, but... What does Dinah do? She look. She, she just... It's... She tries to put Alice in her place. Like, Alice is like, this is all nonsense. And she looks at her like, you're crazy, lady. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what she does? Yeah. Some new saying, what would Dinah do? Yeah. Whenever you're singing a song about a crazy place? Yeah. All right. Keep that in mind. And then she sees the white rabbit. So a lot of what happens in this movie is just like happenstance and coincidental and everything but i don't think you can fault it because if it's a dreamland no it's yeah it's kind of the point yeah it's really the point and they structure that in that the protagonist isn't even trying to follow the you know regular plot line yeah you know it's it's like the protagonist goes off and tangentially does whatever and yeah and all that so it's kind of structured that way but she falls down a a long thing turns a light on that was what made me think this is it just happens to be a lamp there for her to turn on to see things so and then she ends up on the bottom sees the white rabbit go into a door but she's too big to get through the door and the knob won't let her through yeah and then the knob's like no there's a there's a potion or the key or what does he say Take a drink from the vial on the table. And that makes her small. Uh-huh. And I think in the book, there's a lot more back and forth with the small big thing. Yeah. I can't remember. Did but I listen to the book? I don't know. Me neither. I read... The problem is I read that and Through the Looking Glass recently. So I've got them just kind of mixed up. Yeah. I don't know what happened in which one. So she takes a drink. It's small. But now she doesn't have the key. And then I like that the table also and the key both appear after he says something about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, what about the key? And then she looks and then it appears. Yeah. I like that. And then, so she has to grow big again. She eats those delicious looking little candies or cookies or crackers or something. The ones that say, eat me. Yeah. That's like maybe tonight that George Michael gave yeah. to maybe that she threw at. <laughs> right. Tobias. So she eats that and gets big. And why doesn't she just grab the key? And she starts crying at this point, right? Yeah, because she's too big. Fit through the door now. But she was going up there to get the key, and then she's going to get small again. But she couldn't because she had drank all the vile stuff already. No, because she has more vile stuff later to get small to fall into the vial. Okay. I I guess we're really trying to box this in <laughs> logically when it's <laughs> very. It is a wonderland. Yeah. But anyway, so she starts crying and it floods the place. Yeah. And I always loved it. There's, like that idea. It's just, yeah. it's just great. Uh, and then she g- gets through the door. I just knocked something down. Mm-hmm. And uh, she falls in the vial and then her tears wash her out through the doorknob's lock. Like keyhole. the keyhole. Yeah. yeah. And then what? And then, then you yawn. And then she sees the bird thing. And that's it, what's kind of tough because it's there's no structured plot, so it's tough to f- remember what happens in what order. Yeah, so she runs into the bird thing, and then he they finally get to the land, and he has them running around the circle in the caucus race. Okay, yeah. And she's like, "You're crazy! You can't get dry this way," because they keep getting washed up with water. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm as dry as a bone." And and she's like, ah, "I'm getting out of here." And then she go, runs off into the forest, and she sees the white rabbit and runs after him, but he gets away. And that's when Tweedledee and Tweedledum show up. Oh, and then they have their little song. 
along and do a little thing. Yeah. What happens with Tweedledee and Tweedledum? She tells them the well. Uh, they tell her the story of the walrus and the carpenter. Oh, and right. The walrus eats all the oysters. And I think this was actually made up just for the movie. Yeah. I don't think this was in the book. But there is a story about the walrus and the carpenter. Like it's an actual written. Oh, it's a story from something. Yeah. It might have been in Through the Looking Glass, actually. I and think you're right. Appropriated for. Yeah. I like this story a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's got some overtones, some class overtones mm-hmm. of, you know, the walrus being the upper class and taking off from the, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I really like the story. It's just, I love that there's, there's real menace all over the place, you know? Mm-hmm. There's like a real danger yeah. throughout as you're going through this and the... Carpenter snaps and chases him with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, um, and even a lot of the people that she runs into who you think are just going to be, you know, perfectly nice to her and all this stuff, they're not. You no know? one is really nice no, her. a lot, most, all of them really are just jerks. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. they become jerks or whatever else. But what happens after that? So the walrus and the oyster, I mean, the walrus and the carpenter, and then she goes and she, that's when she meets the flowers. The flowers, and I like this part too. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Oh. That's when she sees the white rabbit and follows him to his house. To, oh, where she gets yeah. all big in the house and yeah. has to get a ladder with a lizard. Yeah. And, and then she sneezes and sends him flying on his way. And, right. And then the dodo bird is like, well, smoke the monster out and tries to set the rabbit's house on fire as the rabbit's late to get to where he goes. And then she finds the things and eats them. She eats carrots from the garden and that makes her small again. Oh, okay. And then she runs out the front door while he's still trying to burn down the rabbit's house. Crazy talk. Yeah, but she ate too many carrots. So now she's really small. Oh. Three inches tall. And that's when she meets a caterpillar. No, now she meets the flowers. Now she meets the flowers? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. And then I like this part because it's the flowers yeah. and they sing a song. I can't remember like any of the songs, you but. Can learn a lot of things from the flowers. But I feel like I liked all the especially songs. Especially in the month of June. Yeah. Why in the month of June? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and then I just like this. You know, you've got the bread and butter flowers. You've got the dog and caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> dog and caterpillar. <gasps> and you just. And they, so many creative things all over the place. Right. And the tiger lilies and the. And the pansies and yeah. like I just I really liked it and they and each flower really like encompassed what it looks like basically yeah yeah and the iris is all snotty and snooty and <laughs> I wonder if I that's why I, why I've always hated irises like I just don't <laughs> like that flower I think it's ugly is it gonna be snooty if you talk to him I think so yeah that's that's a little strange but yeah but there are so many parts in this movie that scared me as a child like. Yeah, go ahead. Like, even in this song at the very end where the two flowers clap their heads together and their petals go flying, that scared me. <laughs> yeah. And I think because they they were so personified, like all of the flowers that... Anthropomorphic. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. And and so even that scared me when they smashed each other and, and went into pieces. Yeah. Does she run into the frogs that have the... Not yet. Okay. What does she do after so this? So the flowers all start calling her weed... A weed. Right, because that's what kind of flower you are. And they they go through a whole questioning, you know, a whole litany of questions trying yeah. to figure out what she is. And I, I really like that they take time with that. Yeah. That was, that was enjoyable. And, the, and everybody, she's all of a sudden ostracized and pushed out. And right. Then they bully her by dumping water on her and she goes right. flying down <laughs> the, in, in the leaf. And, and she's like, fine, whatever. I hate you, stupid flower. And then as she's wringing her dress out, that's when she sees the caterpillar's letters. Ah, uh, the A-E-I-O-U. Yeah. Sometimes why? Yeah. 
And so he's like, who are you? And I really liked that, you know, all of his, many of his words came out in either their letter form or like when he'd say not, it would make a bow or a not. Right, <laughs> right. I like it. It's just a lot of fun to watch. And what happens after, because the caterpillar gets mad, turns into a butterfly. Yeah. So she leaves. She gets mad at him. He's like, fine, I'm out of here. But he tells her that she has to eat. Not yet, more. though. She gets mad and leaves. What? Yeah, she gets mad and leaves because first he tells her the rhyme that's wrong. And then then she gets mad and leaves because he won't answer her questions or whatever. And then he calls out to her. He's like, come back. I have something very important to tell you. And then, then she comes back. And a little bit of this one, like, she was not gone more than a second. And then her whole trek back is like through the grass and over some roots and Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And she goes, so she gets back to him and he says something mundane or something. She goes, and that's why you had me come back? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so she, he doesn't say anything about the Not, mushroom yet? Now he does. Oh. So then she sa- she complains about being three inches tall and he says, I'm exactly three inches tall. And that's when he gets all upset and turns into a butterfly. Okay. And then starts flying away and then comes back and he's like, one more thing. The one side will make you taller. The other side will make you shorter. And she's like, of what? And he's like, the mushroom, of course. <laughs> yeah. So he says. Yeah. So then she tries a mushroom mm-hmm. and ODs on the tall at yeah. first and then ODs on the small. And she becomes a serpent and scares the bird. And- right. Uh, it's just funny the bird is just like I said there's a tension between all the people that she runs into you know mm-hmm. everybody she runs into and it's funny that it thinks she's a serpent yeah. <laughs> like what then she figures it out she balances it out with the, with the mushroom pieces yeah of- and then she's pop okay she's the right size now and she puts them in her pockets for right. later then what happens then she's trying to find her way is this where she just walks she's like sad and walking around can't figure out where to go yeah and she finds the path but then the uh, the dog <laughs> No. Is brushing away the path? No. It's not that part? No, this is where she gets to the part where there are all the signs this way, that way, up, down, and the Cheshire cat appears. Oh, it's that one? Yeah. Oh, so she has an interaction. And then he's like, she's like, well, which way? And he goes, well, he went that way and talking about the white rabbit. And then she's like, but he's like, you should ask the Mad Hatter. And he's like, I don't like people that are mad. And says, oh, then you go to the March Hare, but he's mad too. And she ends up going to the Mad Hatter's house. We're all mad here. Yeah. I'm mad, you're mad. They actually changed the um, the line yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Curiouser and curiouser. So she meets the Cheshire Cat, and I really like this interaction. I like that he's a trickster. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so, but this is one thing. This is the thing that I talk about with Oliver and Company is how much do you attribute to the source material and not give to the actual movie? Yeah. And I think you give it all to this actual movie, but not to Oliver and Company. Yeah, is that why? <laughs> yeah. That's what I think. Okay, moving on. So I see. <laughs> But Cheshire Cat and I love like when he's his tail is going mm-hmm. past him and he wipes himself yeah, down wipes himself and, out and then comes back. And, yeah. And the grin, of course, hugely right, iconic right. grin, but that's in the book. That comes yeah. straight from the book. And all the stuff they talk about, good stuff. And then she goes to the Hatter, mm-hmm. the tea party. Mm-hmm. And the tea party's crazy. And they're just they're like a hundred little crazy things that they throw in, you know, in the midst of this one little tea party. Yeah. And it just makes me remember how much I hate the stupid Tim Burton ones are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those things, are, they're so terrible and miss every ounce of purpose for the whole freaking thing. And it's so stupid. Just Lord of the Rings. I hate it. Did you know that the dump, new Dumbo is Tim Burton? No, I don't know. Yeah, the new live action Dumbo is done by 
Tim Burton. Oh, I'll probably ruin that too. The haunt, the baby mind song is so haunting, and the elephant eye in the cage made me start crying. Yeah, recently. Yeah, like yesterday <laughs> when I watched the trailer. What? Yeah, no joke. Freaking weirdo. Uh, anyway. Anyway, yeah, Tim Burton. I hope he doesn't ruin Dumbo. Yeah. So what's what happened after this? Um. So she goes through the whole unbirthday party, and they've got the wise of raven, raven like a writing desk, right. and then she starts telling the story about her cat, and the mouse freaks out, and they put jam on his nose to calm <laughs> him down. They break the clock and have to fix it. Yeah, the white rabbit shows so, up, and yeah. they put butter and jam and all kinds of stuff <laughs> in it, and the white rabbit's just freaking out. And, uh, and then, then it's the doggy racing the path, somber. Sad. Oh, is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. So then she doesn't know where to go, and I don't remember what happens after that. This is when she runs into, like, the dodo birds and the honkers, and she's just walking through the forest seeing all these random weird animals. Oh, and she starts singing, and they all gather around? Yeah, you fell asleep for that. But yeah, she's. I remember that, that she was singing, and they a bunch of them gather around because I thought about other Disney movies where animals gather around. Yeah. Yeah, but of course, these are different kinds of animals. Yeah, random weird things. Yeah. Do you know what happens after that? Because all this stuff is just disjointed. Yeah, it's uh, just, I don't, this is where the frog horns are and things like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And I just know that she runs into the queen. Uh, well, so somewhere. now she gets sad and she f- runs back into the Cheshire cat. And the Cheshire cat's, she's like, he's like, I just want to find my way. And she's like, that. he's like, that's why you're lost. Because you don't have a way. All ways are the queen's ways. And it's like, you could go this way to get there or that way. But I prefer the shortcut. And he opens the tree and she goes through it. Right, and connection to the other movie here, because they have doors that they open and just go through to other worlds, and she has trees. Yeah. So look at that connection. She also goes through a door to get into Wonderland. Yeah, but that's just a door to a thing. Yeah. That's not like a weird transportation door. Okay. Yeah, but it doesn't transport her to any Wonderland It place. doesn't transport her to a super special crazy area. It's just okay. a door to Wonderland. Okay. Don't be weird. And Wonderland is totally normal. Yeah. Not crazy at all. Exactly. And then they're painting the roses red because... They planted white roses instead of red ones. Right. And their cards. Yeah. And then she talks to the... Then the queen shows up and somebody has to lose their head because she realizes they're painting them red. And then she invites Alice to play a game of croquet. And then they play croquet and it's BS because uh, the queen cheats because all the cards line up for her. Mm -hmm. And then avoid Alice's shot. So we don't really know about their croquet playing prowess. I mean, not to mention that the clubs are... Oh, yeah, the clubs are kind of sabotaging her, too. And the hedgehogs. And the hedgehogs, yeah. Just queen hedging her bets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you think you're funny with that one? Uh, then what? Then the trial? And then the trial. Well, then the Cheshire, oh, Cheshire Cat, cat shows yeah. up. One of my favorite parts of the whole thing, because I love that the Cheshire Cat causes Alice's yeah. <laughs> trial, that she's going to be sentenced to. Uh, I just love that. Uh, so yeah. he puts it under the queen's dress, and then the, she throws herself yeah. over. And the king's like, save the queen! It's good stuff. And all the cards are shaking when they're blocking view of her. Yeah. yeah. And then it's the the king keeps saying, like, the, the queen keeps wanting to just chop Alice's head off yeah. and the king keeps saying oh well we should have a trial and, oh we should have witnesses and yeah. obviously as an attorney I love the style of this trial so do you now <laughs> yeah. you want to jump right to the sentencing and we should do sentencing first and, and then go through the trial yeah and anything so you know what's that? random people say that have nothing to do with that that's important jury write yeah. that down yeah. <laughs> yeah you always tell the jury what to write <laughs> yeah, it would be a good time 
But so then what else happens? So then they get through the trial and but not really because somebody says cat and the mouse freaks out. Oh, right, right. Oh, no, because the cat shows up on top of the queen's head. She's like, oh, there's the cat. And the mouse freaks out again. And they're like, the jam. And then the queen says, give it to me. And they throw it in her face. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny too. Yeah, and then she gets hit on top of the head with a mallet. And somehow Alice ends up with the jam and the mallet in her hand. And queen freaks out. And then Alice puts her hand in her pocket. She's like, oh, the mushrooms. And then the dummy eats both pieces. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't great. I mean... Even if she ate the wrong one first, like she ate the one that makes her smaller, then she eats the one that makes her bigger, you know? Yeah, is that how it would work? Yeah. <laughs> Saying that if you were in this situation, and this is how you would handle it? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't eat them both at the same time. But she eats the one, and it makes her bigger, and then she still starts insulting the queen. and Right, because she's all big now and can take them all. And then gets small, and they're like, off with her head, and she runs. I'll chase her, they have a good chase scene, and then she sees herself sleeping through mm-hmm. the keyhole, and then wakes herself up. Yeah. And Dinah's right there in her lap. But she doesn't actually wake herself up. Her person. Wakes her up. What? Yeah, she's, it's the person's her the non-mother. One, yeah, the one that's actually saying, "Alice, Alice, wake up." On her unbirthday. Yeah. Okay. And then she wakes up and she just walks on back for tea Correct. and cakes and ices because she starts what <laughs> to press this moment to its vice. What to, crisis? Yeah, crisis. <laughs> Okay. Um, and... And that's it, right? Yeah, they ask her to recite, and she says what the caterpillar says, and that's when she gets flat, right flabbergasted and flustered, and yeah. she's like, I'm done. And that's the movie! Yeah. And now we gotta compare it. Yeah, but is there any theme in this movie? Just Or it's just Yes, and we will get into that. We will get into that. Just, okay, for the next part. Why um, do you love quoting Treasure Planet? You just love... <laughs> You're terrible. I was listening to another one too, and you you made that noise and quoting Treasure Planet. Yeah, was I yeah. quoting Treasure Planet, or yeah. my, our new favorite movie, because we were convinced otherwise. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. Are you looking at funny pictures again? Yeah. Is that one funny? Uh no. Okay, go to the next one. Is that one funny? No. Okay, go to the next one. Would you have that as your desk art? Yeah, for the Velocirapture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought that was uh, funny, did you? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's enraptured with the Velociraptor, so it's the Velocirapture. It's because of the rapture. Thank you, I know. Yeah. But- Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Which is actually in Paul's writings. It's yeah. not in Revelation. Yeah? Yeah, I was listening to Sam Harris talking to Bart Ehrman today. And? And he was talking about how everybody thinks it's in Revelation where they talk about the rapture, but it's just in Paul. Hmm. Which I'm sure I've read a hundred times, but I That's never... That's what I was saying. I thought you'd read it. But Revelation just... Every time I'm listening to the... Why are you laughing? <laughs> every time... Oh, <laughs> Do you want me to make the you brownies? some brownies? No, I don't want those brownies. But every time I listen to or read Revelation, it just like all minces together for me. Yeah. You know, I just the seven trumpets and the uh, and all that stuff. Okay, well, you found a funny one. I just wanted you to find a funny one. Good yawn. <laughs> Monsters Inc. and Alice in Wonderland animation. Animation. Monsters Inc. Looked pretty good. I liked the distinct colors, especially of Sully. Yeah. I thought it was good, his kind of multicolored structure. But was anybody else multicolored like that? I feel like I mean, everybody else was just a... Randall changed colors. Yeah, but he was a chameleon. Don't be ridiculous. He wasn't a chameleon. He had chameleonic he powers. 
Yeah. But I feel like Sully was the only one who had multicolors like that. Everybody else was just solid colors. What about his girlfriend? She was multicolor. Oh, kind of. Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. And Roz, she was greens and browns. So it's just women and Sully? Are they trying to say something? Is he going to transition? Probably. Hmm. No. The um, one who got a sock on him were had orange and like a tealish color. Oh, did he? Yeah. All right. So I'm completely wrong. Never mind. So animation. How did you feel about the animation in Monsters, Inc.? It was. I liked the colors. I liked the monsters just because they were all, you know, fun yeah, and some different. Creativity. The only one I really thought there was one that was like a junior Mike Wazowski. It was still like this globus green ball thing with one eye. But everything else, they were all different-ish. Yeah, different-ish. Although, I kind of, I didn't really enjoy looking at the monsters. No? I mean, like I said, Sully and Mike Wazowski, fine. And the little girl was cute. Yeah. But when it comes to the monsters themselves, I, I don't know. I just didn't really enjoy looking at them. No? I didn't think there was enough to them or not enough structure around what they are or what they could be or something like that. I think they just they pushed too much with Sully to stand out that yeah. the other ones seemed generic gelatin kind of things. But I don't know. But still, overall, I still I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the movement was all great. Uh, I think the... I guess the uh, corporate guy, he wasn't all that yeah. special. And the door thing annoyed me. And I don't know if I can really hold it against it animation-wise. But the well, whole door sequence just annoyed me. Oh, well, I don't know that that's an animation fault. Yeah, I don't know. Was mm. <sighs> there anything else about it that is significant? Does it really stand out, though? I mean, is it something that... Because I think about the palette and the structure of, like, up. Yeah. Up was very distinctive that I could really think about and it's vivid and meaningful and all that stuff. But this, it's not so much. But I did like the little things, like the way that Randall would appear, like how it was flat up there and it would just, I did like that. That was an animation thing that was, yeah. I don't know that the word clever is the right word, but the, it was just artistically done. But what about, okay, so what I'm thinking about are the environments like the the corporate located where they work and yeah. their house and it's like there's nothing to either flat. of those yeah booze room was flat yeah so i think that's what i'm getting like when i think about it when i think about it being mundane yeah. it's just i'm thinking of those things that, that those didn't do anything for me but anyway alice in wonderland it was crazy it's crazy yeah, I mean, like we said before, they, it was creative. Like, the flowers all looked like their personalities. The, it was... Well, it's the distinction of, like, in Monsters, Inc., a bunch of monsters, but it's just within that category of monster, you mm-hmm. know, that they're being creative. Uh, but in Alice in Wonderland, it's, like, everything. You yeah. know, it's it's all the animals, it's it's the way that they interact, it's all sorts of stuff. How much of it were stemmed from the amin- a- aminators? Amination, yeah. And how much of it stemmed from descriptions in the book? Yeah, I, I'm i not sure. I know, I mean, like the butterflies and uh, I think the, the dog and caterpillars, I think those come from the book. Yeah. But I think there was a lot of stuff that they added, uh, but they still had to yeah, it, animate it. Right, you know, they right, still right. had to make it themselves. Um, and I thought the Cheshire Cat, the colors and the way he had... You know, rings around him and when he was disappearing and stuff. Uh, the way they greatly accentuated the smile, you mm-hmm. know, so it was more distinctive. Mm-hmm. And 
and uh you know look of alice alice is very it's just all the clean colors like the flowers yeah uh, very clean bright distinctive recognizable colors that you saw throughout the whole thing and each location was different enough like the tea party had a bright crazy feel to it the flowers had this dark the word i don't like feel to it Uh, rabbit's house the white rabbit's house was homey feeling and yeah the queen's was all bright but stiff and rigid and the trial the courtroom was like bigger and mm-hmm. and there's like stability in the wood and stuff and yeah a lot of things going on hold on i'm gonna get my score thing ready okay what's the thing i do mm-hmm. what's the thing i do Jonas say that's the thing which one's this one monsters inc v alice in wonderland you always put the vs <laughs> Okay, so animation. What do you think? Alice. But begrudgingly, I think it's pretty close then. Yeah, because they both have their solid points. But Alice nudges it out, I think. Yeah, I think after talking, I thought Alice would be further ahead. But after talking about it, there were a lot of things in Monsters, Inc. that I liked. I think it's just Mm -hmm. the backgrounds that were the only thing that detracted. Yeah, and that's what won it for Alice. Yeah, I think so. And and the, just the bright freaking colors. Like, I, I can really picture it easily. But they're not all bright. What do you mean? Some are very dark. Well, fine, but when they have bright freaking colors. Oh, okay. They are bright. But I always think, like, I think of the flowers. I think of Alice herself. I think of the Cheshire Cat. I think of the the white rose in the midst of the red mm-hmm. roses when they're painted. Yeah, those are the things that I really, I picture. Oh, I thought you were going to say the white rose when they're singing with cobwebs around her. Oh, no. I always remember that. Don't be ridiculous. And then when she's talking down to the queen and sinking, you know, yeah. I think of those things. But anyway, so Alice, narrowly. Yeah. yeah. So Alice and Chains got the first one. What about character? Monsters, Inc. So, <laughs> so she waited a few seconds and then shrugged. But I think, I mean, Sully had a little kind of an arc. Yeah, a little kind of an arc, but it was like... Because he started out, oh, I, I scare... Because the moment that he's being nicer to the little girl and wants to save the little girl, mm-hmm. like, his arc is complete. There's yeah. not actually anything more to be done in his arc. Because yeah. when he scares, you know, her, and then he's like, oh, my gosh, the scary stuff. That's not... Like, that arc's already done. He's already trying to take care of the girl, you know? Yeah. So there's really not much to that. And then what about Mike Wazowski? Does he have an arc? He doesn't really do anything, right? Mm. He's just... Because he has the girlfriend, but what's ha- what happens with the girlfriend? She's just there to help move the plot along. Right. Really, yeah. she's that's all she's there for. So nothing really happens with her that establishes anything. Roz, Randall, yeah. the boss guy. And the little girl. I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> none of them really do anything. What about just general character, like likability and that kind of stuff? Sully and Mike are, are likable. Little girl, she's a little mute, but... <laughs> I like her. She's generally likable. Mm-hmm. But they're not complex. You know, yeah, there's not, not really anything to them. Yeah. It's just we know that Sully likes, wants to save the little girl for some reason. And we don't really know why. There's nothing really established related to that. Right. And we know Mike and Sully are friends and we don't really know why. You know, they work together. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. So, Alice? And they are a, definitely a gambit of characters there. There's a spectrum 
of crazy wildness going on. Yeah, but is wildness, I mean, is it character? Because when I think of character, it's internal complexity. So it's within that character. But arguably, this entire thing is just Alice. Yeah. (laughs) So so that would be a lot of complexity. (laughs) Um, But here's, when it comes to the arc, Alice's whole point, her whole arc, at least in the movie, and I can't remember so much from the book, but they established from the beginning that she sings about this world, you know, that's crazy and illogical and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. And she, she lauds it and loves it and wants it to be the case. And then the rest of the movie is her experiencing that world and finding out that she doesn't love it at all and yeah. doesn't want that to be what's going on. So it's it's a growing up. It's it's that I want to be in my magical little world that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but no, I don't actually. And I just want to go back to the real world and have my tea and be with Dinah. Yeah. So she has an arc throughout the whole thing. But when it comes to the other characters, they don't really have arcs but they do have complexities in that they are parts of alice no in that they in that they initially start out as you know congenial and and nice to alice and then they'll they'll have twists where they they turn you know hostile towards her based on their own interests um and then often turn back you know so you don't really have there's no pin in this is a an ally and this is an enemy you know it's like what happens with the freaking oh the stupid tim burton one that's all everybody's an ally except for you know these handful of characters and it's just that way done except for the jabberwocky or not the jabberwocky the the Bandersnatch? I don't remember. Yeah, whatever. The thing she rides, but it's still incredibly superficial. But anyway, so in this, you just, you have lots of those characters, the flowers and the whatever other characters she runs into, uh, but they, they don't distinctly fall on one side or the other and they, they have different reactions to her based on their own interests and, and own ideas about things. Obviously that fits within the context of it's all probably just her, but yeah, still that's, that's my take on it. I keep getting flat of the 1980s made-for-TV movie. What? Alice Through the Looking Glass. What? Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah. Oh. There's the White Queen and the Red Queen, maybe, and they play chess, and there's a something that's turned into a pig, and... Yeah, those things happen in Through the Looking Glass. And the Jabberwocky comes, and... Yeah, it's a twizbrilly... Yeah. Yeah. I always want to watch that, but it's, those are the only things I remember. But anyway, sorry. Well, so you have a pick or do you want to go back and forth? I don't know. I mean, these are these are hard. They're closer than I thought they were going to be, to be honest. I think I'm leaning on the basis of originality only and I'm not crediting source material like I should possibly. <laughs> but Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked the strength of the arc that it was just they set it up and they have her go through that growing up thing that theme of growing up i think what i what's taking it for me is that they are all depictions of alice's psyche yeah can you put them into pieces in alice's psyche like do they reflect something that's discernible i mean <laughs> not to challenge you on that because right. yes i agree i want alice <laughs> to get this category yeah. so i don't know i think if you gave it enough thought there might be some some kind of reflection there some, yeah something going on yeah i just oh god i really love exploring it it's so much the thing is it feels like there's structure to it even though on the surface it seems you know wacky and random you know it feels like is it that more for story of plot yeah possibly yeah but anyway so i think alice too so alice on yeah that yeah story plot then so monsters inc is you had something you really wanted to talk about during the 
No, I was just going to talk about the Cheshire Cat. They them giving him the lines from that poem from Through the Looking Glass. Oh, he was twist brillig the yeah Jabberwock yeah and all that. Uh, but anyway, so so Monsters Inc. It's Sully and Mike work at Monsters Inc. Where they have to get kids to scream, and they go through the doors to get kids to scream so they can get power. And they're having a power shortage because they can't get enough kids to scream. Uh, but they figure out early on. Uh, That's it's funny though that they are attributing it to the kids watching and playing video games and scary movies that they're harder to scare. I just realized, remembered that. What do you mean? Like they're saying that kids are kids are getting harder and harder to scare. It's just kind of a reflection of what society was trying to claim that kids are. Will you stop with that? Kids are exposed to more and more things than they used to be. Is that what they say in the movie? I feel like I heard that. Okay, you feel like it. I feel like there were a lot of a number of goofy things in this because so the story is they they're having to do this they're trying to get this he's Sully's the top sales person or you know the top scarer person mm-hmm. followed closely by Steve Buscemi and then he's leaving to get the paperwork for what's his name because he's going on a date Mike Wazowski's going mm-hmm. on a date and Steve Buscemi is going into some random little girl's room to get her to we think that he's just trying to cheat on the contest but find out later that he's he's doing something else mm-hmm. and he goes and just you know happens to run on this girl who's a freaking ninja i don't know that she's actually trying to take the girl at that point though because he pulls mm-hmm. he went and got the canisters to fill no he didn't those canisters were a front he oh, put a box that, yeah that was the one that Mike, he took later for mike was asking. right I exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah uh so but the, her ninja skills play heavily mm-hmm. in this whole movie you know it extends the plot out a whole bunch of times you didn't even talk about that in character that might change my decision yeah <laughs> yeah it might change your decision because she has ninja skills yeah i totally forgot about that she skills. inexplicably has ninja skills yeah, she's a ninja awesome. mary sue no yeah. No. How did she learn how to be a ninja? She, the the turtles popped in and taught her all this Remember, stuff? Remember, she's a savant. Oh my gosh. You can't just say that. Anyway, so storyline plot. Then she does that. And then a whole bunch of it are tra- large tracks of empty area. Uh, but... Like they figure out after they get her and take her back home, and they're supposed to—they're like afraid of her. Uh, they're afraid of children. Why are they afraid of children in the first they're instance? They're just told that children will kill them if they touch them. Right, but why is that a thing? Like, what is the purpose of that being a thing? Is it just because mm-hmm. is the boss guy trying to use that in some way or something? I think it's just monsters lore. It's just like culture yeah okay uh but anyway so she gets out and is running around they take her back to the apartment and find out that she doesn't kill them upon touch and then uh she laughs and it blows out the whole circuit breaker so we know at this point that it's laughter that's the thing now and then try to take her back why are you running through the whole plot just to remember it no this is story this is story so i'm just saying where are the holes in the story and, Um. and how does the story function okay and yes, to remember it. <laughs> yeah. Then they go back and, and this is where all the filler happens. And then they find out that he's trying to torture little kids and take them and find out the guys, boss guys involved. And then they go through the door thing that doesn't make any sense because they exile people, but they can go back through any door and they throw Steve Buscemi out, but he could just come right back. Yeah. So it's stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Have we ran through the whole plot like this in any other movie? Yeah. I usually do a whole summary of the plot every time we bring it back up. Don't give me a look. Okay. Oh, fine. What do you think of the plot then? <laughs> I don't know. I just think that's the way that I can 
put it all out and see how it functioned and worked together. Yeah. Because we're trying to figure out, okay, which has a better plot, which one made more sense, had fewer contrivances, etc., etc. But like we mentioned, even if it is fewer contrivances, the whole Alice in Wonderland is just contrivance after contrivance, which we can't fault that because it's just... But it's a different kind of contrivance. It's built on that. That's the whole point. So Alice in Wonderland doesn't have a freaking story. No. Uh, I mean, she doesn't even follow the stupid rabbit for the whole time. <laughs> right. So just kind of vaguely going from thing to thing. and. But the whole story is exploration. It is exploration, yeah. It's diving into little blonde girl psyche. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there are turning points about where, you know, where she is stopping to follow the white rabbit. And then I think for the good portion of the white movie, it is following the white rabbit with distractions here or there, trying to figure out what it is the white rabbit's doing. And then finally she gives up and wants to go home because she can't. Yeah. yeah. So, well, what do you, who do you think wins and on what basis? Because that was the reason I was trying to go through it all. Sorry. So what wins? I don't know. Because so the setup in Monsters Inc is very clean and clever. Yeah. It's just uh you know they have to get they have to scare kids. It's explaining some phenomenon out there in the world and making a story out of it. You know. Yeah. If it's just a short story or a short movie, then it's it's perfectly structured. Right. You know? And it's novel and. Yeah, and it's it's funny. Unique, it's fun. Yeah. It's it's all that stuff. Uh, and if you take out all the filler chunks, then it's just a lot of good stuff going on there and. I don't, it's pretty well balanced. Like, I wasn't annoyed at any of the characters. Yeah, but we were annoyed by long filler. Yeah, I'm just, uh, like, when I'm thinking of Alice in Wonderland, I can't even place things that happen in an order. Right. It's just, like, it's all a jumble, and I don't, so, so when it comes to story and plot, it's, I, how It doesn't can have you, one, so, I mean. It's like an mean, experimental, <laughs> you know, French film or something. Monsters, Inc. gets it based on the fact that it just has a story plot. I mean, maybe it's also a pretty good one for, you know, the setup, for yeah. setup purposes. It's just the rest of it that sucks. I think that's fair. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So Monsters, Inc. Because it doesn't even have a chance in this category. There are no songs. What do you mean? Oh, music-wise? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, shouldn't plan it that way. What do you mean? I we mean, don't just give charity. They win I, because I they win. This isn't a communist dictatorship. Rawr. It was a legit win for story plot, but I'm saying there's nothing to talk about for music unless no, we don't give it to remember. anybody again. Yeah, I can't remember anything, and it's just all background stuff, isn't it? If that, yeah, I don't even remember much background stuff. Yeah, I don't remember anything either. Uh, but Alice in Wonderland has legit has songs, songs yeah, and they're fun songs. They probably they're not going to beat your standard classic Disney, right. you know, bellowing out fair. Uh, and Alice wasn't all that great of a singer, no. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to win here, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. Memorability. Not again. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me redact. Memorability. Um, Boo is memorable. Who's Boo? Oh, the kid. <laughs> the kid. Yeah, the kid's memorable. Yeah, is she? <laughs> Who's Boo? Sully and Mike are memorable. Yeah, they're... they're structure's memorable. Yeah, the structure. Set up, I mean. Yeah. That, yeah, the idea about the screaming and the monsters coming out of closet doors and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's all memorable. And you, I mean, this just could be personal, but like somehow, for some reason, I feel like Mike Wazowski the permeated some culture. Girl saying that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've, I think I've heard that before. Actually, it could be that we named our cat Mike Wazowski. That could be too. Yeah. So that's why that that <laughs> well, might that's just the be a permeation thing. of culture. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I mean, I feel like kids really like this movie. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole experience at Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Take your word for it. That's where. The little one was scared of Roz. 
Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. And then Alice is, I mean, it's the distinctive Alice's. colors. It's, yeah, it's the design of Alice and the Cheshire Cat and, and the other characters, the queen the, and stuff. The drink me and the eat me. And yeah, yeah. Growing big and growing small. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah. I think I mean, it's mostly on the names, though. But still, yeah. people call, like, when people, two friends or whatever, are always hanging out together, oh. I've heard people say, here comes Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah, I've heard that too. It was only like 15 years ago, but still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, just, yeah, definitely for me, memorability is Cheshire Cat messing everything up. Yeah. Things he had to say, him wiping himself away, the smile. and Caterpillar, the hookah smoking caterpillar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The caterpillar. The unbirthday. Like, yeah, I've it's a great idea. That. Yeah. The tea party. Yeah. I, I mean, I... Mad Hatter. The, <laughs> the Red Queen. The right. Queen of Hearts, whatever. Yeah. Off with her head. Yeah. <laughs> I, that phrase. I'm pretty sure that we're just going to have to say Allison wins this one, hands down. Yeah, Alice. Yeah. And that's the clearest one, except for maybe music, I guess. Yeah. But so Alice. Yeah. And Alice wins overall. Yeah, right? Monsters, Inc. to the loser's bracket. I guess so. Sorry, uh, Monsters, Inc. All right. What the heck is the next one? Incredibles and Cars. You remembered? Yeah. It's the first time ever. It's the first Cars? First time ever? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that you've said that. It's um, Yeah, original Cars. Oh, first Cars and it's versus, what did you say first? The Incredibles? Incredibles, Oh, yeah. the Incredibles 2 just came out. It did. Today? I, I don't remember. Yes, no, Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah. Right. I do not remember The Incredibles. I don't I know if I liked do. it. Oh, okay. Uh, do you remember Cars? Yes. Doesn't that have... Wow. Doesn't that have that guy? Wow. Who's that? <laughs> Doesn't it? I don't know. What? Owen Wilson? Doesn't that have him? Wow. No? I have to explain. Tiffany doesn't watch movies very often, so she wouldn't get that reference. What is it from? Nothing. Never he, you mind. He likes to walk in Paris in the rain. Oh, the yeah. 20s. Is that what you know about him? Yeah. That's what he's known for, too. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's so. so great about being wet? <laughs> Why does everything have to be in the rain? Yeah. Is that what he says? No. That's <laughs> what Rachel McAdams says. Oh. All right. So that's that one. Allison Wonderland moves on. Yep. Okay. On to the next one. Dun, 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 dun. That wasn't even your usual noise. Nope. Did you realize that? Yep. Because you usually say, dun 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 What do you say? dun 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 Nope. dun 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 Nope. I don't know. <laughs> you can't even get it now. I don't know what I say. All right. I'm on some break. 